everyone. Welcome back to another very special edition of Dad Cast. I am JP. That guy over there is Nick Martin. Nick, What's how up? are you? I'm good. Fantastic. How are you? I'm, I'm great. This is a new environment for us. It's <laughs> it's really cool. We are live at the Cedarwood Saloon in Grants Pass, hanging out with the entire band Emissary. Um, thank you guys for uh, coming out here, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for all of you who are not aware of what DadCast is, for everyone live in attendance, uh, we are a podcast that is in the top 1.5% in the world um, of podcasts. We're two dads who talk to other dads about being dads and everything in between. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to focus on the whole dad talk. In fact, today, I'm going to shift it up and talk about the band and what they've got going on. I will throw in a couple dad questions here and there, but let's do this thing, man. Uh, First of all, welcome, guys, and welcome to everyone in attendance. Yes, thank you for coming out. Uh, Let's go down the line and introduce yourselves, man. Uh, my name's Jim Harris. People call me Jimbo. I'm the lead singer of Emissary. I am uh, Tim Mothman Dolan. That's what they call me. Mothman. I, uh, I, I started this whole thing with this guy over here uh, a long time ago, and, uh, and I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, buddy. Make sure you hold that microphone right up to your mouth. <laughs> All right. Peter Sean Kinney. I play bass to backing vocals. Uh, wasn't the original, but I definitely came in for the cooler stuff as we rocked it out. Yeah. Tony Mullins, drums, the newest member, uh, a fellow dad, and a school bus driver. All right. Charlie Frenchman, guitar. Uh, New York City in the house. Hello. <laughs> All right. I got a, right off the bat, a question, bus driver. What, what grades? All of them. All of Elementary, them. Elementary, middle school, high school. Do you allow cussing on your bus? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's so funny because my kid, he's uh, just entered seventh grade. And he is so used to being in an elementary school, he comes off the bus the first day of seventh grade and goes, Dad, they said fuck. Oh, yeah. And the bus driver didn't do anything about it. Oh, yeah. yeah you got you to pick your battles, bro. There are way more battles than I that. thought that was yeah. great. And I'm like, dude, you realize you just said fuck in front of your dad. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? This is the bus driver. At least you weren't flipping me off at the time, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, they're good. They're cool kids, though. All right. So let's let's roll it back down the line. I, I'm, as part of DadCast, we have a certain question we ask of all of our guests. It's simple. I already know the answer, but uh, to everyone watching and listening they may not know the answer so it's a simple yes or no jimbo are you a dad yes sir i am all right let's roll it down the line hey are you a dad i'm a dad of three. Oh, girls boys i have one uh one five-year-old daughter and two 17 year old twin sons wow most impressive peter kenny yeah most definitely a dad uh Greatest, greatest thing of my life ever compared to anything but yeah i have three uh one boy two girls nice Two girls and uh, um, 85 stepchildren at the moment. 85 stepchildren. I'm a big brother. Wow. The other kids. That's most impressive. I am like the Long Island Railroad. I do not have any children. I pull out on time. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. You you know, you mentioned earlier outside when we were off the air that, um, and I quote, I don't know if you want to talk about this, man, but uh, uh, I've longest relationship I've ever been in was 10 months. Let's let's get that microphone back down to him. I I, I got questions. Now, it, the first question off hand is what possibly is wrong with you um, if you can only have in ten months? And I'm like, okay, is it in order or alphabetical? It's like, is the penis too <laughs> small? Is the penis too big? What was I mean, her to last ten 
Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can explain this. I can explain this very quickly, okay. very easily. All right. When you first meet a girl, some chick, they love you. So, you're so good on the guitar. You are so amazing. That in three freaking months turns into, are you, you ever going to start making money playing that thing? Yeah, that's how that works. Right? That's, it's like clock. I could set my watch. Maybe you should start driving buses. I, 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 you know what? I just funny because I did curse on my bus when I was a kid, and they, I got kicked off. But they didn't stop the bus. They, had, they taught me the tuck and roll method. It was like, I, they threw me right out. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Jimbo. Yep. Let's talk emissary real quick. Now, again, this uh, this particular podcast, we're we're super short on time, and so we're going to condense it down. So I'm just skipping over the dad stuff with you, and I want to go right into emissary. Um, where are we at? What is going on? I know you've been touring like crazy recently. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So, yeah, so we started this band back in early 93, and, um, you know, and grunge came in in 90, late 95, early 96, around right. these parts, and heavy metal wasn't really a, a thing that we could be doing anymore. So we called it quits, and 25 years later, we got an offer to reform, and it's been a blast. We have a new album called The Wretched Masquerade. Um, we toured last year. Uh, we played with... With Tesla, right, at, uh, at Boatnik. We played again at Boatnik this year with Stephen Piercy of Rat. Uh, went, went across the country, lived on a, on a tour bus for a little while. That was, that was fun. There was, a, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened there. Went all the way back to Chicago, and, uh, and now we're playing here tonight. And then tomorrow at, uh, at uh, Medford Metal Fest, thank you, yep, yep. Uh, at Johnny B's. And then Sunday we're playing at the Hawthorne Hideaway in Portland, Oregon. That is amazing. Now, and by the time this episode is edited and actually viewable and listenable to everyone outside of uh, this room we're in right now, that will have already happened. Right. So uh, check it out on, on any YouTube videos or, or whatnot. And, and I'll be sure to tell all of you how amazingly awesome it was. Yeah. Were you in Vegas with Peter recently? Tony was. He was with me. When yeah, I yeah, and I remember. But it was, where was the rest of the band? Tim, uh, Tim was in his hotel room getting ready and doing his primping goody stuff. Okay. And, uh, Tony was with me with a friend of ours who's a celebrity chef, Brian right. David Scott. Yep, I met him. And uh, yeah, I was funny. wondering if you'd recognize Tony at that point from his Born Naked days and you know Red <laughs> X and all that stuff. But uh, Red X, yeah, I remember those yeah, days. Right? My gosh. Shenanigans. Like time stopped, and I was all, there's JP. <laughs> what the hell? Right, so for those who don't realize, I... I I get recognized fairly often in my hometown here, but I go anywhere 40 miles away from here and, you know, I'm just regular old guy. Well, I am a regular old guy, but not recognized two times in Vegas last week. Um, JP, what's going on? I was like, what? But it's really weird being recognized out of your hometown. And one of them was you inside the Luxor. Right. I was pretty awesome. Yeah, Sorry. Run into my wife a right. few days later. Right. You know, right. I had an emergency haircut situation. My son needed to get his haircut. It was the next day. It was his first day of school. We show up a half hour before closing. No, it, it, she kicked ass by the way. And I'm She's great. She, she, she saved the day and we much appreciate that. We would look a lot worse without my wife hooking us up before shows like this. I, I'll tell you I what. guess. She definitely takes care of all of us. Let me see this. And by the way, yeah, getting recognized, I get recognized all the time. Unfortunately, it's for being in the band Everclear. Everclear. I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. I, a weekly. Hey, are you the guy from Everclear? It got to the point where I just say yes if she's pretty. Have you signed and, any autographs? Uh, yeah, I have actually. At one festival, when a drunk person didn't believe me, when I said, I said, she's like, I'm the biggest Everclear fan. And then I, I and I'm like, well, then you'd know he's six foot three, and I'm <laughs> not six foot three. So 
I got, but, but people have yelled at me because I wasn't nice enough to them thinking that, that I'm just being somebody that didn't want to sign autographs. But uh, How do your kids feel about that fact that you're in Everclear? My kids <laughs> don't know what Everclear is, um, either the alcohol nor the band, I, I hope. Um, so, yeah, they don't. And, and as be, doing what I do, they don't really, you know, they don't, they don't care. You know, my, my life growing up was sports and music and neither one of those things do my kids even care about. all right simple question best thing for you about being a dad best thing about me um oh all of it i i uh, being Good a young answer. musician when i was younger in my 20s i still was one of the few guys around me and i'm not necessarily talking about emissary but uh, that wanted kids a wife a home in, in the suburbs, right? And I, I got all that. Now, uh, I had my first two boys. They weren't oops, but we weren't quite ready. And I thought I was going to get a daughter, but I got two sons. But um, I went through a lot of addiction struggles. And once I got out of that seven years ago, my wife said, "Hey, uh, you want you want that daughter?" And uh, I got her. She's five years old. She's like amazing. I, you know, I'm wrapped around her finger, and I'm so absolutely like, being a dad is I, I can't even explain it. Just seeing people that are made from you or made from the person that you love is, it's indescribable. And, I hear um, you. It's tough to be on the road sometimes, but, but I have my family here. They all love me. So I get all of that. And then I get home and I'm a better version of myself. If you were to pick one of your bandmates right here at these tables yep. that you are a dad to, which one is it? <laughs> oh, man. Charlie, of course. I feel like I, I uh, and that's no offense. I just feel like I have to, you know, you know, get him back on the little track. Something. Just we're going this way. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Charlie. No, no, baby, don't, 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 don't touch that. Love him. May I suggest relationship advice as well in the future? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I can do that. <laughs> All right, Nick. What else? I, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I'm not that? gonna say a word until seven seventeen. Go. What? Three minutes of my bullshit? Fuck, dude. Again, we've gone yeah. off the rails. Okay, let's uh back to Peter. What's your favorite thing about being a dad? Boy, that was original. <laughs> nice deflection. Right? You know those relationships. I think um, I'm blessed to have three amazing children. They're all different in different ways. Um, both my daughters, uh, one lives in Norway, one lives in Belize. So I don't see them as often, although we talk often, but my son is right there. And um, at 22 years old, he still never hesitates to give me hugs and tell me he loves me. And that was even through his teenage years. So having him not be embarrassed to be around his dad and enjoy the company and the relationship we have has really been one of the the biggest blessings I have because I know he's there. And sometimes I feel like he's my support when I'm supposed to be his support. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's just an unbelievable feeling when you just look at him and he looks just like me. So I can't get mad. He's my kid. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I want to tell a quick story about how much he looks like him. Yesterday I was showing Charlie a video of emissary live in 1995 when we opened for Dawkin at ground zero. Wow. Pete, Pete was 22 years old at that point. And Charlie's watching the video. He recognizes Tim, even though his hair's quite a bit longer than mine is now. Recognizes me. And then he says, who's playing bass? I said, that's Pete. He goes, no, that's Kim. Kim is his son. 
who's 22 years old now. Yep. That's how much they look alike. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's switch it up a little bit. What is the best, like the coolest band you guys have opened for? Tesla, for sure. I'm sorry. I, I mean, Tesla was a dream come true. I used to see Tesla in arenas, and I used to follow them around the Bay Area into Sacramento. Uh, when Modern Day Cowboy came out, when that, when that album came out, and then that song came out, Modern Day Cowboy, I was just... I was just blown away by that, and then I started following them around. So being able to do that, a band I used to wait in line in an arena, at an arena to get in so I can get as close to the stage as possible, that one for me, Piercy also, because of Rat. Rat was my favorite band then. Uh, so And then Dawkin, too. I, it's really hard to choose because they're, you know I've been lucky enough to play with some bands that I really loved. For me, it's, for me I think it's got to be Riot. We played with Riot in, uh, in Chicago, and actually introduced Charlie to Riot because uh, he's a New Yorker and they're a New York band and uh, he just fell in love with the band. Yeah, he'd never heard of them before and he, he was just like, and, and Tim actually said a funny thing. He says, now I know why they weren't bigger in the 80s because nobody wanted to take these guys on tour because they were that good. They were, they, as the opening band, they would have, they, yeah, they would have upstaged anybody. Moving on down the line. Let's keep it going. Same question. Uh, no, I think That's something different. you guys are going to all answer the same thing anyway, because yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a, a deep, good one. Uh-oh. Wait. Okay. No, wait. Yeah, that sounded Let weird. me rephrase that. Hang on. No, I'm giving you a deep, good one. Let Screw me get, it. Let all me right. get closer to the mic, then. <laughs> if you were to impart one piece of wisdom onto any new dad, what would it be? Oh, boy. Patience. Practice Patience. Learn how to pick your battles, for sure, because you're going to find them. You're going to get them day after day after day. But if you stress on every little one, you're going you're to go mad. Because I, I raised two girls on my own, for the most part. Right. How old are they again? So, 26 and 22. Oh, man. How did you get through 14 to 17? Sorry. From 14 to 17? Yeah. You just... Uh, you just blow them off because <laughs> they, they don't like you. No, they don't. No. And they don't want to hear it. But, and that's the other thing I had to do all the womanly issues. So I had to take care of all of that too. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, mom wasn't, uh, mom wasn't taking care of that. So, um, that's what I would say. Patience is a big, big deal. All right. And, and don't sweat the small stuff for sure. Fair enough. Peter, same question. Unconditional love. Uh, let them know no matter what they do, no matter what mistakes they make or whatever accomplishments they make, that you're going to love them just the same. It, just because they do something better doesn't mean I'm going to love them more. Just because they mess up doesn't mean I'm going to love them less. Right. They, they want to know, they need to know that I'm, I'm solid and no matter what they do, I'm going to be right there for them. Absolutely. All right. And which one's your favorite? <laughs> which one's my favorite? Yeah. Which, which kid? Um, I'm just playing, man. Come on. <laughs> Kim Sonoma Sahara? Can I say that in one word? Yes, you just did. <laughs> so what can we expect from Emissary this evening, Jimbo? Oh, well, I'm, let's go down to Charlie over there. Charlie. What can we expect, Charlie? Me and Tim are going to play the most dirtiest, sexiest pornographic guitar riffs to all you unsuspecting listeners out there. Oh, pornographic, huh? Wow, I now need to edit this YouTube video to adult. No, <laughs> there will be no pornographic. I, well, there might be. 
I guess only the ones in attendance tonight will will know the truth. It will sound pornographic. Fair enough. Yes, All right. That's sexy. <laughs> I thought he was going to roll like a Red Hot Chili Peppers style. Oh, yeah. You guys coming out wearing socks only? Because that would be impressive. Actually, tonight we are debuting a cover song that we've never played live before. And it's one of those that uh, if anybody out there knows it, we do expect everyone to sing along as much as possible. Now, being that it is pre-show and you're debuting it tonight, can you tell us what song that is here so everyone knows watching later? Or or can you just whisper it into my ear so everyone else out there doesn't know? How do you want to handle this? Whispered it could get pornographic. <laughs> It is not an Everclear song. I, you know, you know. Here's the funny thing. I sing in a bunch of tribute bands, and somebody asked me to be in a in an Everclear, and I'm like, I can't sing as low as that guy, so I can't. I simply can't do that. But um, he looks like people. To be honest, we were at the whiskey, and somebody thought he was Phil Collin from Def Leppard. Is that Phil? I'm like, uh, okay, yes, that was a new one. Phil, who? There's no Phil. Here. I, I get Goldfinger. I get 311. I get all of that. But um, I song the band. I would say the band is the greatest metal band of all time from the Bay Area and it's one of their it's one of their big songs okay fair enough that has lots and lots of great songs and yes and you'll so, probably hear a bell in the beginning okay dun 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 alright I'll leave it at that okay alright <clears throat> I, I, I just gave it away maybe to the to <laughs> listeners J, JP wins but, but they, they don't you know they don't know it's all right. good it is all good alright gentlemen man we're, time is just flying you Nick you doing alright buddy Okay, so for everyone unaware, Nick is, uh, I want to talk about it in the open. Nick recently had some serious medical issues. Um, He's still going through them. So round of applause for Nick coming out here tonight, toughing it out, because I know he's having a ridiculously hard time literally as we speak. That's why I turned the cameras off on him. Um, but uh, there's a GoFundMe out there. I don't want to put too much uh, emphasis on that. Um, check our socials out. Um, you can get all the details and the story behind what's going on there. But uh, he's a champ for coming out here tonight. And uh, we love you, buddy. Yes. Love yes. You love you, brother. I love you guys, too. What? So the t- is the tour about over? Is this, is this, is this, is, are we taking a break after the next couple of days? Yeah. So Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. Sunday's our last uh, show of this of the you know the summer twenty twenty two tour. Who knows if something pops up, but uh, we we want to just jump back into the studio and uh, keep rolling. See see if we can uh, pull out pull up pull out a follow up that, that could be possibly as good as this album, which I know we can. All right. We're gonna ask a couple more questions. I'm gonna go right down the line. Easy peasy, Jimbo. You first, and just go down the line. And I know this is a difficult question because I know you. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Favorite band of all time? Favorite band of all time? I can't do that. I know. I, you have I, to, though. You are, you, there's a gun to your head, and if you do not answer, you're dead. You got to pick one. What's that? Everyone's going, Man of War, Grim Reaper, Lizzie Borden, Metal Church. At different times in my life, it was Skid Row, it was Metallica, maybe Metallica. You don't might. say Skid Row, really? Come on. That, I mean, know, there, was, there was a moment there, you know, uh, I would say, you know, really overall, yeah, probably Metallica would have to trump everybody else, really, you know. There you go. Yeah, I love Metallica. And everyone who says, I mean, granted, yes, everything Justice for All and earlier is the best Metallica, in my opinion. Pretty much everything that's not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fair kind of enough. And, and I don't know about you, but... That of anything new, Metallica, obviously we're just going to pretend St. Anger never happened, sure. but The Day That Never Comes, that song, it's one of my favorite Metallica songs, man. It is just, 
Mm. I honestly do really like the yeah. You guys are gonna help me have to help me on it. It's um, it's got their faces doing this. It's like the most recent studio album, Hardwired to Self Destruct. The first disc of that, I really really dig that. I mean, I think that is return to form for them. I actually agree, except for the vocals. All right, I didn't love them. Favorite band. Favorite band. Um, I'm gonna actually. Meld them. Rush is my favorite band of all time. Okay. It will always be my favorite band. But but the one that inspired me to uh, write the stuff for Emissary would be Death Angel. Okay. Pete. Peter. It, it has to be three for me. And uh, I'm going to be the nope. odd man out. Nope. Can't do three. Oh, can't you can only three. pick one. Well, that, and then, then you can do two runner-ups. How about that? Two runner-ups. Okay. So I'll have to say Alice in Chains. All right. For me. Absolutely. Um, unbelievable. Uh, and then uh, influences that really changed me was, uh, and you guys are going to make fun all you want in a metal cast like this, but The Cure and then Metallica, of course. I got no problem with The Cure. Love I did in cure. high school okay. because I was so, you know, ooh, I can't admit that I like right. Depeche Mode and The Cure. Simon Gallup was, uh, but, besides, like, Geezer Butler, biggest influences on bass for Great me. stuff. Great stuff. And Allison Chains, I have a Christmas card signed uh, by all the boys. Yeah, it came to me when I was working at Opus. I couldn't believe it. JP, Merry Christmas. I wish it was Lane Staley was still around for that one, but uh, Cantrell signed that song, bitch. It's good yeah, stuff. Go. All right. I like that one, Pete. Uh, Kansas for me. Carry Easy. on, Easy my pick. wayward son. All right. I'm getting choked up here. It's my first time publicly saying goodbye to Eddie Van Halen. Van Halen by far. All right, man. Yeah. Man, that was a loss. There's some losses. There's ones to hit you hard, but... Oof, that was that was a day, man. But I mean, David Bowie, that one hit me hard. Tom Petty, but Eddie, oh, is and to do it, Neil Pert, that one killed me. That and uh, did they, how how do you feel about it? I forget who the drummer was, but they're talking about um, Rush touring again, recording. But who's the drummer from? Uh, have you read this? I I, I you know uh, I, I, here's my nerddom. They they won't. They'll never. They've, well, they're talking about, about it. Well, they came it, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they played the uh, thing in Colorado that I missed. They played at Red Rocks. Getty and Alex came out and played with the guy, one of the one of the creators of South Park, two weeks ago. They were doing a South Park thing, and Getty and Alex walked out, and they did Closer to the Heart. Um, there's been talk. Alex said, I'm done. I will not tour again. Right. I will make music. Getty will. But they'll never, they both said they'll never call it Rush, and they can't ever call it Rush, just like they could never call it Van Halen, even with Alex. Um, but they, there could be a Lee Lifeson thing one day with, with a bunch of celebrity drummers coming in and talking about their favorite song. But I, I can tell you, I've read things, but I know that, uh, that it's never going to happen. But I've read that they've even talked about drummer from, uh, I, I can't even think of it, but I'm like, that won't even fit. They were talking about Taylor Hawkins. They were talking about yeah. Grohl, even. Um, but but the Rush would never do that. God, I wish just just do a one off, like I don't know, one time at Wembley, and 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 you know, Grohl playing, but that would be amazing. Gentlemen, emissary, you guys, it's been fun. Thank you so much, the Cedarwood Saloon, and everyone hanging out here tonight. Thank you so much. Thank Give you. all yourselves a round of applause. All the guys in emissary, I'm going to speak for them for just a second. Thank you guys so much for having us out. And thank you guys all for coming out to the Cedarwood. 
Nick, JP, you guys are awesome. DadCast is awesome. We're honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you, you, man. We appreciate those words. And to everyone watching, listening, however you may be getting your content, thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, We wouldn't be here without you. We'll catch you on the very next episode. And to everyone here, get ready, because Emissary's about to take the stage. See ya. All right.